what thoughts are you having right now that don't serve you? They don't serve your bigger future. Judge them, analyze them. They are not you. There's two of us in there. Welcome to the Dean Graziosi Show. All success starts right here. Today, I have a message that I'm going to tell through a story with my daughter. So last weekend, and yes, this has to do with success, has to do with happiness. When I say success, I want you to have a full rounded uh, definition of success. Money without happiness, money without health, health without money, all of it's a pain in the ass unless you have all of it. So why not work on the core, work on the foundation? Like I always say, all success starts here because all success starts with your habits and your values, before the magic money machines, before the businesses, before the grit, before the grind, you need the habits. So let me tell you this story. Uh, One of the greatest things ever taught, I believe, is what Earl Nightingale uh, so simply put in The Strangest Secret, that we are nothing more than the sum total of our thoughts. Now we know that, we hear it, you've heard me share it, uh, you've read about it, But how does it actually stick in your life? How does it work in your life? Are you aware that you are nothing more than the total of your thoughts? You will become the person that follows or uh, obeys the thoughts that you have. If you have thoughts of scarcity, of thoughts of of getting taken advantage of, get thoughts of being the victim, get thoughts of... Uh, have thoughts of being an, an entrepreneur who can handle anything, an entrepreneur who could just go to the, the ends of the earth and do what it takes. I mean, everything is, everything starts with a thought. But let me just share this with you. My daughter and my son and I uh, went to Utah last weekend fishing. Uh, well, just well, fishing was one of the things we did. We just wanted to hang out, get out of the heat, and it's still hot here in Arizona. So we wanted to get out. So we jump on a plane and we go to uh, Park City, Utah having an amazing time. We go fishing. We learn how to fly. I hire some coaches to help my kids to get better. Uh, Dear friends actually helping. Um, We did outdoor sports. We went bowling. We did all this great stuff. Long story short, my daughter's 11. And whether you're a parent or not, I'm just telling you, I had no idea that girl drama starts at about 10. It's like the plane lifts off the ground at 10 and girl drama starts. Girls are getting in clicks. Girls are making fun of other girls. It's, uh, and, and I'm not saying that girls like boys are bad, but boys are kind of wanting off to play sports at this age and, and, and Fortnite. Uh, anyway, the drama starts. So my daughter is very um, like I was. She... She needs everybody to like her to feel good about herself. Now, I work on that all the time, telling her, you know, she needs her own self-worth, but she's 11 and we're working on it. So long story short, we're coming back on this Sunday and she wants to come back to go to a yoga class with three of her friends that she's kind of on the edge with. They're, they're kind of clicky, great girls, amazing girls, but that's just the way it is. It doesn't make any kids better. My daughter's not any better than any of those other girls, but she wanted to really go and it was important to her. And she said, dad, I really want to go to this yoga class and then lunch after, and I can bond with these girls. It'll just make it so much easier in school because I really like them. And one of them she felt bad for because she's moving and she really likes her, all this stuff. So I cut the trip short. I said, okay, Brie, you want to go back for that? I understand. I was your age once. Let's change the flight. So we changed the flight. Now I'm giving you this back story so you have context here. Now we changed the flight to get there with an hour's uh, cushion. Uh, Yeah, I cut things kind of close. But we had an hour, hour and a half cushion. We get to the airport. The flight's delayed for an hour. Uh, we didn't fly private. We flied commercial. We just had fun. We went up there, but we were an hour late. 
So now we're an hour late, and did you ever fly into planes that are not super small, not super big, but they, they can't handle the, the, the big roll-on bags, so you gotta leave them in the jetway, and then they have to, un, you know, you basically have to check the bag. So we had to check the bag. And all of a sudden, I'm looking at time, and we're gonna land at about the exact time this yoga class starts. And it was so important to my daughter. I get it. And you might say, ah, oh, it was a dumb yoga class. No, it was more of that. 11-year-old girl trying to, you know, do the right thing. It was a big deal to her. So all of a sudden, now why am I telling you this whole story? Because I watched my daughter say, Dad, we're not going to make it. Dad, we're going to be late. And I watched the stress. And I watched the feeling in her belly when she was telling herself we weren't going to make it. We had not yet gotten there late. We had not yet missed the appointment, but the story, her thoughts were already there. The story she was telling herself is that we were missing it and I watched her mannerisms change. I watched her physiology change. I watched her mood change. She was sad. She was thinking of all these things and I'll miss the class and then Monday at school will be uncomfortable again because I didn't fix it with the one friend. All of those thoughts. One thing, a delay in the flight triggered 15 other thoughts. She wasn't even my regular daughter. She was sitting there sad. So we're going and I said, here's what I told her. I said, Bree, now kids don't want lessons all the time. Uh, as adults, we want them because we want to go faster. But I said, Bree, wouldn't it be better to think that we're going to make it? No matter what, we're going to make it there on time because whether we make it there on time, I'd rather have the better thought on the way than being sad. So in my head, all I kept saying is, However we're going to do it, we're going to make it. The, play, the flight's going to go a little quicker. We're going to get the bags quicker than we thought. I'll drive quicker. We'll get there. We'll get, and I was fine. And I do this all the time, but I've had 50 years of being on this earth to figure it out. She's 11. So long story short, we get there on time. We got there 10 minutes early. Drop her off. She got a big smile on her face, but she was stressed for two hours. The poor thing. So I waited till the next day and I said, Bree, really simple. We could have been late but we weren't. But either we were late or not, wouldn't it have been better for your heart, for your health, for your happiness, for your, the end of a great trip in Utah with your dad and your brother? Wouldn't it have been great to say, you know what, we're gonna make it. I'm gonna be there in time, no big deal. I'm gonna get there and I'm gonna bond with my friends. It's gonna be amazing and Monday in school will be great. I said, what, is that what happened? She goes, yeah, that's exactly what happened. Monday went, you know, she ended up telling me afterwards that Monday went great because they bonded. I said, wouldn't it have been better to tell yourself that story over and over and you would have had a great plane ride, you wouldn't have had stress, you wouldn't have had worry. And she's like, wow, dad, that's the first time it ever, I really understand what you say about being the witness of your thoughts or looking at your thoughts or judge your thoughts. So let me ask you, what thoughts could you change right now? Listen, I'll be completely transparent. My ex-wife, who I'm dear friends with, and, and um, yeah, divorce sucks, for lack of a better word, but we've done an amazing job at it. And the reason I'm bringing that up is because I watch her sometimes go down the path of having thoughts that'll drive her nuts. Like, why didn't it work out in the past? Why couldn't have we done, done something different? Or how come this is happening now? And I always tell her, I'm like, and I can watch her come right back. She'll, she'll get in a grumpy mood. I'll drop the kids off. She's like, hey, short with me. And I know she's letting thoughts get to her, which we all do. And then I remind her, she changes her thoughts. She's a completely different person. I remember listening to Wayne Dyer when he got diagnosed with leukemia. It's not what he passed away of, but when he died, passed, when he got diagnosed with leukemia, he said he remembers telling himself, oh my God, I'm sick. I have leukemia. I'm not going to make it. And he felt like shit. And he said, wait a minute. 
I'm good. I have leukemia either way. The end result's going to be the same either way. So I'm just going to think I'm going to beat it. I'm going to be healthy. I'm going to be the example for leukemia victims or, or people with that disease. He changed it. And all of a sudden he was the happiest guy you ever saw with leukemia. Only because he changed one thing, his thoughts. So back to you. What thoughts are you having right now that don't serve you? They don't serve your bigger future. Judge them. Analyze them. They are not you. There's two of us in there. Remember, you have double conversations all the time. You're not schizo. We have two conversations. You know you could be walking in a room while simultaneously you're saying, wow, why did they wear that? Or, or wow, this is a weird color uh, uh, painting that they put up on the wall. Like, you know we have two thoughts always going on in our head. So with those two thoughts, divide one to analyze your thoughts and be like, why the hell would you think that? Why would you think we're going to be late, miss it, and my friends aren't going to like me when you can think I'm going to be on time and my friends are going to love me? One makes you feel happy. One makes you feel like shit. One can say, I learned from a bad relationship and my next one's going to be amazing or my past relationship, I screwed up, I suck, and I'm always going to be miserable. One makes you happy, one makes you sad. Wayne Dyer could have said, I have leukemia, this sucks, I'm going to be sick, I'm going to die. Or, I have leukemia, I'm going to beat it, and I'm going to still uh, uh, inspire the world. One makes you sad, one makes you happy. One makes you empowered, one takes away your power. Which one do you want? I'm asking you right now to think about this. What are the stinking thoughts that you're having in your head that are holding you back, causing you pain, making you suffer, and not allowing you to go to the next level? Analyze your thoughts this week more than ever before in your life. That's my message. I appreciate you guys. If you liked this podcast, make sure you rate it. And also, make sure to click subscribe so you never miss out. You can always follow us on Instagram. And if you don't already have millionaire success habits, you can grab it for free at deansfreebook.com. Remember, all success starts here.